and welcome to Thinking Outside the Box with me, Tim Box. And me, Brit Box. We talk about all things to do with your emotional well-being, mental health and how to navigate your own mind in these strange times. But we're not doctors, so please don't confuse our advice for medical advice. And whilst we come at these topics with a slightly more light-hearted approach, please don't think we trivialise any of the things we talk about because we certainly don't. But because we come at it from a different perspective, we call the podcast Thinking Outside the Box. Brit. Hi. 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 It's episode 22. Nice. 20, all the twos. Nice. All the twos. Uh, two little two ducks. Two ducks. <laughs> <laughs> oh, bingo. I used to play bingo with my nan. Maybe we'll come on to that later. Maybe that's just a, uh, a segue I'm too soon. I'm always interested in how they describe the numbers. Yes. So, okay. I'm, and I know the story that you're immediately thinking of. Immediately. <laughs> so when I was younger, I went on holiday to a foreign country. What foreign country was it, Tim? I think it was Tunisia. Greece. Oh. No, it's Tunisia or something like that. Um, we are not even a minute into this podcast. This is too important. Um, <laughs> and we we had a bingo night and we were like, oh, bingo night. And this is like a, a, an ex-girlfriend of mine. We were just there, the parents. Anyway. And um, it was rammed, and we were thought. We thought, why is everyone at this bingo night? Is there really that little to do in the hotel complex? Uh, but it was because it was a legendary bingo night, and the guy he was he was like sort of Spanish. I can't do Spanish accent. That was close, but not not anywhere. What was that? That wasn't a Spanish accent. Um, I can't. I can't channel Spanish right now. Please I feel don't, under please pressure. Don't make anyway, expensive. but the thing is, without without the accent, it's not as funny. But anyway, he he was just making up his own, like you know, two little ducks and key of the door and things like that. And he just had something for everyone. And I just remember vividly, um, he's, he's, <laughs> he's he said, and as he joined the 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 balls out of the out of the little um, netted thing. Yeah, the you know the box thing there. Yeah, and. Um, so, you know, it was like two little ducks, 22. And then he, I remember he said, how I like them, one and eight, 18. <laughs> and then he said, how I get them, four and eight, 48. <laughs> and it was just, uh, I've heard you do that with the accent and it uh, it does make it funnier, but borderline offensive. Yeah, this so is we'll it. I don't uh... want to, um, after, after the, the events of this week, I don't want to be um, drifting anywhere near any sort of racist No, absolutely um, not. Behaviour, <laughs> which I never do anyway, to be fair. It's no. not like I would, would I? But, no, you know. we condemn them. We do condemn. And if you are one of those people that is blaming a 19-year-old child for, spoiler alert, missing a penalty and you take it upon yourself to give him shit. How Stop. is it a spoiler alert unless you've gone back in time before well, no. the match happens? Oh, that's a really good point. Well, maybe you're <laughs> waiting to watch the match. Maybe you didn't know what the... Anyway... I, I mean, it's a week later as we're doing this podcast. <laughs> anyway, if you're giving a child shit for missing a penalty for his, his country, then do us a favour, stop listening to this podcast. Yes, and for those <laughs> who are listening in a foreign land and nothing to do with the European football championships... Uh, then we're talking about the European Football Championships, the final England-Italy when the England players... Almost cliche, lost on penalties. <laughs> it, it is a cliche. I said to Tim, I'm now at that point with England with penalties that if I was writing this in a novel, I'd be like, oh, I can't I can't make them lose on penalties again. That's no, just, that's just, that's just too just obvious. unbelievable. <laughs> that's just farcical. Yeah, yeah. It's, uh, it's too obvious a plot device, isn't it now? <laughs> Um, but I will sit over here quietly in my Italian shirt. Carry on. Yeah, brilliant. Yeah, yeah. All right. Well, well done. Thank We're very you. pleased for you. Thank you. Um, <laughs> you don't sound it. I don't, do I? Because I was being ironic. I'm not. <laughs> anyway, so podcast. episode 22 podcast. Yeah, let's do a yeah, podcast. Do a podcast. Yeah. Um, so the topic this week, intrusive thoughts. Nice. 
I don't think that's the correct response to intrusive that's thoughts. That's all I had. <laughs> <laughs> um, so potentially slightly more serious one, this one, because intrusive mm. thoughts are, you know, they're quite debilitating at times. You know, people that suffer with these regularly, it's not a fun experience. I know? didn't even know what I had was called intrusive thoughts until we had a conversation. Okay, you've instantly dived in on something that I wanted to cover at some oh, point. sorry. These are very common. No. <laughs> yeah, intrusive thoughts are something that probably mm. the vast majority of all human beings will experience at times. Yes. Yeah. And the problem with them is that they cause us such distress mm. that we place a, a greater level of importance on the fact that we're having them. Yes. But and this what is they the thing. mean. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. What, and what they mean about us mm. as well. Yeah. Um, we'll, we'll explore that shortly, oh, I okay. feel. Okay, sorry, I've jumped um, ahead. It's almost like we've given a little snippet, a little trailer there of what's going to what Very nice. About. Anyway, coming, but so what are intrusive thoughts? That's where we've got to start, isn't it? Yes. Yeah. What so what are, are they? they? What are intrusive thoughts? Are they thoughts that intrude? They are. <laughs> upon <laughs> your, your mind? Your mind? Yeah, well, yes. your, your everyday thought Are process. they always all bad? I think, well, okay, generally, we're only going to refer to them as intrusive thoughts if they're the bad ones. Okay, but you say this, but I will just be living my life. I will just be... <laughs> Dealing with things. And, and you suddenly think of pasta. What, oh, always thinking of pasta. And then suddenly my brain will just be like, alligator Loki, hi. <laughs> alligator Loki, hi. You know, what, do you mean whatever's going on in pop culture yeah. at the time will just pop <laughs> into, into my mind? Yeah. Yeah. Is that fair, an intrusive thought? Well, yeah, would you class like that tune, that earworm of a tune that gets locked in your head, would that be an intrusive thought? If you don't like the song. Yeah, and if it's when you're trying to get to sleep. Yes. Yeah, yeah, you could. You know what, I haven't got that in my notes and already we've uncovered something there fresh there. But generally speaking, intrusive thoughts, un unwanted thoughts that just pop in your head randomly. Yes. They can be disturbing in their nature. Yep. They can be repetitive, so certain themes will repeat regularly for, a cer for certain people. Uh -huh. um, and they can take the form of images, sounds... Or just statements to yourself in your own mind. Yes. Okay. So it can it can take very many different forms, and as we've as we've already said, could be a tune, could be just a, a, thought, <laughs> a thought about yourself. It could be could be an argument that you wish you'd finished differently. I feel like this is a personal experience we're <laughs> talking about here. Oh, I'm, I, do you know what? Nine times out of ten, I am having an argument with an imaginary person in my mind. I'm creating <laughs> no, I, a scenario. At any given moment, you're in the at middle of a row. I'm something. like, I'm like, what did you say? <laughs> what did you just say to me? <laughs> are, you, are you imagining how you would respond to that particular yes, comment? Yes, and then yeah. what happens is things like it happen in real life, and I say, fuck all. <laughs> and, then, <laughs> and then it gets about a week later, and I'm like, you oh, can't you, think of a great response. you know what I should have said? Yeah, it's that. Yeah, Does that okay. count? I don't think that's intrusive <laughs> thought. I think that might be obsessing on right. uh, past conversations. Okay, fine. <laughs> but, but to be fair, it's not completely um, a, uh, detached from that yeah. because it's all about our mind making strategies for the future. Yes. Yeah, and working out what's the best thing, what's the worst thing, yes. that kind of thing. Um, but there, okay, so let's go through some of the some of the actual things that that we might refer to as what would we say, typical intrusive thoughts? The, the nature of them, yeah, the category yeah, yeah, yeah. of them, yeah? yeah? So one obvious one, and one that is very common, is things that incorporate some sort of degree of safety or risk. So thoughts about harm or danger, mm. if that makes sense. So uh, if I can contextualise this, a very common thing that I talk about uh, with people when they're talking about intrusive thoughts that are, well, you know, intruding, <laughs> um, is something like, I don't know, I, I'll walk over a bridge and I'll imagine jumping off the bridge or something like that. You know, when you're at right. the top of a building and you'll be like at the barrier and you'll think about, ooh, ooh, <laughs> <laughs> so, ooh I'm going to jump over. Is you know, this like so. my car one? 
your car one. Tell me your car one. So every time I'm in a car, um, I've had this all of my life for as long as I can remember, mm. uh, especially if we're driving fast. And by fast, I mean like anything over 40 miles an hour, to be honest. That is quite fast quite for me. Fast. Yeah, I mean, fair. I can't run that fast, so therefore <laughs> it's fast. Um, anything sort of over that. And if we're on like a long stretch of road, like a motorway or something, I'll just think I could just undo my seatbelt open the door and yeet myself out of the vehicle. Just roll out the side <laughs> yeah. of the vehicle onto the hard shoulder. Yeah, and I, and I very occasionally, like, my hand will go to the seatbelt and I'm like, what are you doing? <laughs> Can we discuss this? Well, that, like, I don't want to do it. That is precisely the sort of thing. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So thoughts about causing ourselves harm or doing something dangerous or stupid or, or reckless, that, yes. they're very, very common. Um, That's the problem, though, is that you, if you think of those sorts of ones, then you fall into the, the realms of... Well, I don't. I don't want to hurt myself. I don't. Mm. I don't want to kill myself. But yeah. you do. You know, because I, I remember I've had. I've had those thoughts just generally, but they scare me more when I'm in, say, a state of depression. Mm, yeah, yeah, yeah. So you, you're perfectly touching on the themes that I want to talk about here, in the mm. sense that it is the good news is that it disturbs us. Yeah. That's why we focus on them because they're disturbing. Yeah. Yeah. I actually I looked up the term because I couldn't remember what it was. They're ego dystonic. Oh, there's a there's complicated. A word. Is that one that's, word? Uh, it's hyphenated. Right. Uh, that's why I couldn't remember it because it is a hyphenated. There's there's more than a few <laughs> syllables in there. Right. Um, Say it again. Ego dystonic, which means it's contrary to what we want. You know. So there's there's a bit of you saying, I clearly don't want that. Why am I thinking of yeah. that? Yeah. Yeah. But that's the good news is that you can recognise you clearly don't want it. Yeah. Yes. So that that's the, this is the thing. It disturbs us that we're having the thought, mm. but the good aspect of it is that that thought alarms us. Is that that thought isn't. Uh, it is contrary to where we actually want to go in life and what we yeah. want to do. Yeah. So, um, yeah. So, but harming ourselves isn't the only stuff we might imagine. Harming others as well. Oh, yeah. I feel, yeah, I'm going to look at you. <laughs> Bing. <laughs> Just uh, tick that one no, off the we've list. Said, we've said so many times on this podcast that I have an issue with um, people. People. Just people <laughs> in general. Persons I like. You know, there are a lot of persons that I like. People... Mm. On the whole, in general, get in the sea. Like I just get in the sea. Honestly, <laughs> um, <laughs> if you if you've listened to this podcast after years of following me, thinking, "Oh, that Brit, she's she's so friendly, she's so light, she's so like like I'm nice, yeah," but just leave me alone. <laughs> I'm, I'm going to defend you slightly here because I know you, you have this rhetoric of, oh, I hate all people, don't like people. But then your friends and the people that you actually get to know. Yeah, persons. You, but, yeah, but no, no, no. Is... no once, once I know someone, they, become, they, they come out of the people realm and they're in the person's realm. Like, for example, okay, him, okay for example, if I saw someone um, fall over in the street or mm. like need help or need assistance, you know, cause you've seen it. I'm the first person you are. there. Yeah. Are you okay? Do you need, do you need some assistance? Are you all right? Kind of thing. However, if you put me in a situation where there are a lot of people, like mm. the building could get swallowed up and I wouldn't give a shit. Yeah. Right. <laughs> Brilliant. So it's almost like when you can connect on an individual level with people, you're very caring. But the masses, the populace, the uh, the faceless millions, get in the sea. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, That's why I don't like crowds. Yeah, well, yeah. Don't like crowds. But but this is exactly what I would say about you is that you're actually you know because you give the impression that if somebody comes up to you, you're going to be get away from me. I don't like you. Um, but not, <laughs> depends you know, when you meet. But, me. but it's not like you automatically have a negative attitude to people. No, it's, you actually automatically have a very warm and welcoming attitude to people. 
Um, so you'll chat with them in the in the supermarket and things like that. Yeah. Like when you're going through the tills, you'll chat with the lady and find out all about her life and everything, <laughs> and, which is always fun, isn't it? Yeah. But you know, um, not that I want to any, introduce any of my bugbears into the uh, podcast now. <laughs> but anyway, so the other thing, other thought, sort of thoughts we might have. Yes. Harming someone else. Yes. Oh, we you just, just said, said that, that one. <laughs> the other sort of thought we might have is repeating ourselves without realising. Did you do that? <laughs> so I literally did that by accident, yeah. Um, inappropriate thoughts, as in of possibly a sexual nature. Oh, hello. <laughs> I knew you would say that. This is it. I'm, like, I'm reading through my notes. I'm like, Brit's not going to take that seriously, is she? <laughs> Of course I'm not. Can you imagine just boning your colleague? How are you supposed to just... <laughs> Well, this is. I, I I'm not completely sure that. Is this like when you have sex dreams? No, have it's I told, not like that. Have I told that. the sex dream story? This is. This I is... think you might have told the sex dream story because <sighs> I seem to remember sitting here talking about it. But if I haven't told the sex dream story, if if I've if I've told you this, just ignore me for the next thirty seconds. But um, I had a sex dream once about someone that I worked with, and then the following day I went into work and I saw them. I didn't fancy this person. I'd like to add mm. that to the the mix. Um, and I saw them in the the kitchen, and I felt very awkward. Um, and one of my other colleagues, a good friend of mine, she was there. And then when the person I'd had the sex dream about had left the kitchen, she looked me up and down and then said to me, <laughs> you had a sex dream about them, didn't you? And I'm like, how the hell? What in the mystic you do You do wear your thoughts on your face a little <laughs> bit. I've, I've discovered it's, it's quite hard for you to uh, hide what you're thinking. In particular, whenever you're mildly uh, irritated by me, your nostrils flare. Like just, you can't even stop it. It's like they just instantly flare. And it's like, okay, I'll back off there. Oh, funny enough though, Exactly the same nostril response uh, when you're feeling a bit frisky. Oh, brilliant. Yeah, tell everyone that. <laughs> Fantastic. What's so, the next one on your but, list? Oh, this, doesn't, this doesn't give me much of a chance, though, because, you know, wh- where are we? Annoyed or horny? You well, know, what, this should is, I approach this with is caution? The you have to run. <laughs> you have to decide whether you want to take the risk. To be fair, always approach with caution. That's what you're saying, isn't it? <laughs> and um, it all bring me snacks. <laughs> no, but look, what I'm t- with, just to bring it onto a more serious tone here. Yes. Um, inappropriate sexual thoughts could include stuff you know like serious stuff things that you really really wouldn't want to do yes you know so you no absolutely you you know what I'm saying without we wanting to spell it out on the podcast yeah you know sort of either violent or inappropriate you know whatever that whatever reason that be for you know yes um let's move on (laughs) yes um imminently or it could be uh inappropriate thoughts could be critical voice could be you telling yourself ah. bad things like you're not good enough or you'll never be good enough or you'll never be loved mm. or you you should stop bothering people people would be better off without you and that again that voice that voice for me used to be so loud yeah. it used to be so loud and i've i've shut it up in recent years but mm. it does it does come a knock in you've you've seen that in me recently because yeah. i've been i've been doing a lot of more creative writing and when yeah. i kind of go over to look at it critically i'm like this is terrible, I'm shit, I'll just yeah. leave it and just go live in a cave. Well, I think most of us have that critical voice in some capacity, but oh. it's when it really gets out of hand mm. and it stops feeling uh, it stops feeling like a guiding voice and more like a, an abusive voice. That, yeah. That's when it becomes a problem. That's when we might refer to it as, as in the nature of intrusive thoughts. When it's know? not helpful and it's just... Yeah. It's just there to make you feel bad. And then mm. what's the point in that? Well, this is the thing. We're going to come on to this because we're not just going to list all of these things and say, huh, it's shit, isn't it? We are, <laughs> we're actually going to try and explain why they happen and yeah, why yeah, yeah. it's nothing to be feared and also what we can do about them. But, mm. but yeah, there's reasons why that voice is there. Mm. Um, but, yeah, when it gets out of hand it stops feeling like a friend and starts to feel like a, a bit of an enemy don't Absolutely. you or, or a bully even you know at yeah. times yeah um 
final one on my list, mm. anything to do with trauma and PTSD, we might find ourselves revisiting old stuff. Yes, like yeah. going over it and thinking, you know, what you could have done. Oh, I could have done this. I should have done that. I could have done this. Yeah, you, you'll notice that when you have sort of, you know, people who suffer PTSD, like soldiers, mm. they, they'll they'll visually flash back to yes. instances. Or what were we listening to? Where was it? Um, Aunt Middleton was it? I oh, think I don't know. was talking about the only time he's experienced any sort of PTSD related stuff yeah. was when he was watching. I can't remember what it was now. It was a certain either documentary or dramatization or something like that of Afghanistan or something. Oh, and okay. he said as he was watching it, it was so reminiscent of his experience that he started to taste. Uh, the air oh, gosh. that was so obviously there was a certain amount of smoke and and Sand sort of and, yeah you know yeah, and also yeah. all of the weaponry that was being fired there's yeah, yeah. you know I'm, obviously I wouldn't know but I'm told there's a certain smell there's a certain taste and he actually could taste it on his tongue mm. again and those sorts of associations and attachments are very very common with trauma right. um, a lot of it is because which we'll come on to our mind trying to work out what happened there? What can we do different? How do we avoid that? Mm. Why did that happen? That kind of thing. It's the confusion of the subconscious, which mm. is why it's funny when we're talking about it. You instantly went to, what you know? How do I do that differently? What should I have done differently? Yeah. It's a very much a puzzle solving exercise in those instances. Impossible you know? puzzle. What? Impossible puzzle. The impossible puzzle. Impossible puzzle. The unsolvable puzzle. Unsolvable. That's it. That's impossible puzzle is the one that I got bought for my birthday. That's <laughs> all the superheroes. And it's all different colours and. That's true. That's a different. It's thing. literally called impossible puzzle. Yeah. Did so you... I'm like, why? Why should I even bother trying? Yeah. It? Why would you? Why would you start doing an impossible puzzle? That's like, well, that's gonna, that's gonna keep me busy for the rest of my life, then, isn't it? Um, okay. So yeah, they're, they're sort of categories of stuff, you mm. know. Um, but to be fair, there's probably lots more as well. Well, exactly. I mean, whenever we're talking, I'm just thinking about anything that you're thinking that you don't want to be thinking. Yeah. You know, and and that's kind of what I deal with with my clients. There's there's constantly this sort of what we would refer to as cognitive dissonance going on where there's a certain reality we recognize consciously yes. but and but we're still responding uh subconsciously as in our emotions and our our physicality as if the opposite is true or something else is true right you know? okay yeah, so yeah. there's 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 inevitably these things going on with pretty much every single person on the planet by some degree hmm. yeah anyway the the danger of this and this is probably the reason why I wanted to cover this in a podcast is that it can have sort of repercussions on your long-term well you know mental health I suppose mm. um, in as much as it can lead to us starting to doubt our own mind yes starting to fear our own thoughts mm. yeah and as, as it wouldn't like a genius to work out this might inevitably lead to us experiencing long periods of increased anxiety mm. yeah and and depression and depression which is exactly where you know all of this leads if we don't you know get it sorted out yeah because there comes that point where we're like <laughs> will I ever feel any better than this mm, I, know? I know that after um after my mum died and I was I was really bad mm. every nearly every day I would say at least three or four times a day um I would be replaying the last conversation I had what mm. could I have done differently if I'd have got home earlier if I'd have done this if I'd yeah. have done that and I wasn't I wasn't letting myself off the hook mm. um and you know I kept because I don't make a secret in it but it's like I was you know I was a shitty teenager when my mum died I was not yeah. I was not a nice human being I was 16 years of age I thought the world rolled around me I mean hmm. I still do but um you know I, I <laughs> still suspect that. still suspect it I'm, I'm pretty sure I'm living in the Truman Show um <laughs> but you know all this stuff happened and and I was giving myself so much shit yeah because of the way I acted around my mum's death and after my mum's mm. death and all this and that and then I thought to myself like your niece 
is um, well, she's she's coming up eighteen now. Good, but I Good can, lord! I know, I know. That but, cannot be so. But I can remember when she was sixteen. Yeah. And there was a part of me that was just sitting across the table from her, and just thought to myself, "What I've been doing to myself would be the equivalent yeah. of me standing up and shouting at her <laughs> for being a teenager." Yeah. And I'm like, yeah. That's ridiculous. It's extraordinary, isn't it? The stuff we put ourselves through. That you would never... Uh, yeah, you wouldn't dream of putting someone yeah. else through. Yeah, yeah, exactly. But this is the thing as well that's worth saying. A lot of the time, the effects of intrusive thoughts are exacerbated because we beat ourselves up for having them or we fear what it means about ourselves to be having them. Yes. And, and we then judge ourselves as a bad person yeah. or something like that. So, you know, there's... It's not... when You know, we... Just to refer back to like, inappropriate sexual thoughts, yeah, mm. that is that's so notorious for damaging our self-esteem mm. because there's a bit of us that doesn't regard well. Surely a good person couldn't even conceptualise these things, yeah. couldn't have these thoughts, yeah, yeah. Um, <clears throat> and, and then we treat ourselves harshly because we're experiencing them. Well, it's it's you know intrusive thoughts is pretty much, and I know we joke about how much I don't like children, mm. but intrusive thoughts are one of the reasons why I don't hold people's babies i just don't yeah like i mean i've our friend our friend dan and hannah they mm. had um, a baby beatrix and and i've held her and mm. and i've you know and i've you know she's lived to tell the tale but yeah, nothing bad has nothing happened, bad has yes, happened. Yeah. but on the on the whole i don't hold people's babies not least because you know babies aren't my favorite thing sorry but <laughs> there's also that bit of me that just goes just drop it <laughs> just drop it you know just you know will it bounce let's find mm. out you know, it's that. Okay. I would, I would never drop someone's baby. I just want to point that I'd out. Say, I don't think you're going to get the chance in the future if Dan or Hannah's listening to this podcast. I feel <laughs> Dan um, Hannah ain't listening to this. <laughs> but, but I just, but it's that thing, isn't it? Like you say about fearing harming others. It's like that, that's exactly it. And and this is the thing to remember here. What you're saying there, mm. there's loads of people listening to this right now saying, "Oh my God, that's exactly what I think as well." Yeah, yeah. yeah. And it's the important thing to remember, which brings us perfectly on. As long as you don't drop the baby, that's the yeah, yeah. <laughs> the Okay, first of all, thoughts and actions are completely different things. Yes. And there is a vast gap between the thought becoming the action. Mm. Yeah, there's a whole load of checks that have to happen along the way. Mm. Second of all, this is a very normal and natural thought. Mm. Okay, the reason why in those instances you're having those thoughts is because there's something about what's going on in your subconscious that is saying, this seems to be an important thought. Mm. Now, don't take a genius to work out. It's important because there's a life on the line. There's a little <laughs> fragile life in your hands. Yes. Yeah? And you might be doubting your own ability to take care of it or your own intentions around it, you know, that sort of thing. But at the end of the day, your mind has to conceptualize mm. how to keep it safe. How does it do that? It runs through the scenarios that would make it unsafe yeah? right. and, and then gets to reject them. Now, right. the thing here is like most of the time, this all goes on in the background. You yeah, don't notice yeah, yeah. it, yeah? So, for example, go back to the example of the guy walking over the bridge, right? Yes. To know not to just casually, you know, yeet yourself <laughs> over the edge of the bridge, your mind has to go through what that would, what the implications, what the repercussions of that action would be. Yeah, yeah. So it like works out. Like a risk out. assessment. Yeah, exactly that, exactly yeah, yeah. that. You know, like when people, health and safety guy comes in and they're doing these <laughs> incredibly tedious health checks and safety yeah, checks yeah. and you're like, really, you're looking at that little bit of wood on the floor there and thinking mm. that somebody could step on it and kill themselves with it, yeah? <laughs> but that's his job. Yeah. And in the same way, you've got that guy in your mind whose job is to go through every tedious, ridiculous scenario mm. just so that you can pick the best option for your next action. In my mind, he has a white coat and glasses on. 
He's got. He's, he's got a clipboard. He's definitely got a clipboard. Mine's got a hard hat on. I feel. Oh I really? Yeah. I don't know why. That perhaps he's a bit anxious. He's a bit like, oh, just in case. What's he's got steel steel toe cap boots, and I just think my guy's got a clipboard. That's all I've got. Yeah, my guy's definitely talking about shoes. He's got those little um, those little plastic things that look like shower hats because <laughs> he doesn't want to mess the carpet up. Uh, my guy has got a bunker full of tinned goods for the coming apocalypse. <laughs> wow. <laughs> Your guy is thorough. <laughs> that is a vigilant health and safety guy. Um, but here's the thing. So, but that's what he's doing because mm. he's trying to work out, well, hang on, what what do I need to do here? You know, okay, but explain to me why my guy needs to say to me, so what would happen if we drop this baby six foot? Do we think, like, what, like why? But this is the, you're, you're wondering, why is it coming into my conscious awareness then? Yes. Yeah, why isn't it just in the background and being rejected straight away? Yes. For some reason that thought has been graded in mm. your mind as important. Right. So, it's you know I do the captain and the crew thing. Yes. The crew is your subconscious and they're all doing their jobs in the background. Yes. Most of the stuff your crew does, you don't notice it. Mm. It's completely outside of your captain's awareness. Yeah, mm. so it all goes on in the background. There are, lo- there are thousands of these checks being done all the time as we wander through the house, as we go outside the door, that yeah. sort of thing. But occasionally, one of your crew says, I think I need to just show this to the captain. Because this seems like right. it might be important. Look, yeah. I found this map. Yeah, and here's the thing. So, for example, let's 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 just throw some theories out into the air. And I'm not saying <laughs> this is this is categorically why this thought comes into your head, but we could probably you know come up with a theory here. Yeah, you're not used to holding someone's life in your hands. Absolutely are you? not. No, yeah? you're not used to being around a baby. No, thank goodness. <laughs> so your brain is now doing these things it doesn't normally have to do, which is baby's risk assessment. Yeah. Well, also, you know, you see a lot of people who who I was an only child yeah I didn't grow up with young children uh my mum didn't have like mum friends with young children yeah uh I only grew up with either people my age or older Mm. um so and I didn't really have friends with younger siblings like nothing like that I have never been around Mm. small children right (laughs) and as a result I like my life that way (laughs) (laughs) but here's the thing I think you're concerned like Am I, do I like my life that way so much I'm now going to kill any baby <laughs> that somebody puts in my arms? Look, you, you put the words in my mouth. <laughs> <laughs> but it's, it's almost like the opposite yeah, is, is the yeah. goal here. The goal is to keep the baby safe. Cause I it's... feel like I should do a disclaimer that I would never hurt a child. I feel yeah, yeah. I feel I need to add this into the podcast. I would never, I would never knowingly hurt a child. <laughs> but wouldn't it be strange if people listening to this are currently listening to it in court and this is evidence being presented. No, I'm joking, obviously. Um, anyway, so but the point being is that one of your crew says, this, this seems to be important. Mm. Yeah, so I don't want to just reject this because this is the high stakes of yes. this thought, you know. Yeah. So it comes forward into your mind, yes. you know. And yeah, obviously you reject it out of hand. You know, you're like, I don't, obviously I'm not going to do that. But there's a little bit you're saying, why are my crew bringing me these thoughts? Yeah, and then you fixate on why they're doing, why you're it. doing yeah, it. Yeah, what does it mean? But there is a bit of your mind, that's its job. Mm. Yeah, and we've got to think about this as well, that we are quite uh, creative imaginatively as human beings, yeah? So when you think about your dreams... Yes, my dreams, my dreams are insane. We should do a podcast just on dreams, I think. Oh, we should. That would be amazing. That would be amazing. Because I don't dream much, but when I do... They're quite mundane. <laughs> they're, well, they're quite like weird, but like Bruce boring. Willis is your dad. Yeah, exactly. I, I probably said this before. I had a dream Bruce Willis was my dad. I remember it vividly. But nothing exciting was happening. I was just like, huh, it's great sitting here in this chair with Bruce Willis as my dad. You know, that was that was all it was. I woke up saying something this morning. Completely, oh, yeah. yeah, completely off topic. I woke up saying something this morning um, that Sainsbury's couldn't be trusted. 
Wow. It's and I don't amazing, know what that means. Amazing the wisdom that comes through in your dreams. As I was waking up and like reaching across, because I got, an, I got um, an earplug stuck in my ear and I woke up with a blistering headache this morning. But as I fished it out, I kind of leant over the side and I said out loud, Sainsbury's can't be trusted. Wow. So there you go. It's a message from the universe. I'll leave you with that bit of wisdom. See, we've got friends that would read a lot into that. We do. They'd be like, I don't know what the universe was telling me there, but I feel like I'm not going to shop at Sainsbury's anymore, you know. <laughs> Um, if but, anything happens in any Sainsbury's anywhere in the UK now, I'm going to think I've foreseen it. Wow. Yeah. Well, here we go. There you are, bringing <laughs> meaning to the meaningless. It's what our mind does. It's yes. an example of what we're talking about, if you like. Well, you we, know? we see patterns as humans, don't we? Yes. We seek out the patterns because patterns means survival. Yeah, exactly. So as a result, we go, oh, X equals Y, therefore this, even mm. though, what's the Latin? Um, oh, post hoc ergo prop talk. After this, therefore, because of this. Yes. Yeah, yeah. So we. I didn't know in Latin, honestly. That's the one bit of Latin that I know. And <laughs> I studied Latin, you know, so I, know I should know more than that. I know a bit of Latin. Go on. Uh, Victoria Concrezit. Yes, Victoria Concrezit, I think. What does that mean? It's something about being victorious. It's the Arsenal Football Club. Logo. You need to know what it means, <laughs> otherwise, you don't know Latin. You just. Victory Concrezit. I don't know, something. <laughs> uh, I know Harold Rex Interfectus Est. What does that mean? King Harold is killed. It's on the Bayeux Tapestry. But also, but you, oh, is it? oh, that's very yeah. good. But you don't know how Latin is said. This is the thing. We don't know. No, because we've, it's not a spoken language anymore. It's never been heard. I mean, it's got to have an Italian accent, let's face it. It has to. You, you, I mean, you could guess, couldn't you? <laughs> how, yeah. um, anyway, yeah. where were we? I've, got, I've lost <laughs> myself completely. Yeah, I'm, I'm at this point in the page that I'm pointing yeah. to. Um, so, yeah, the point being, mm. oh, this is what I was coming on to, our imagination. Yes. Yeah. There is a bit of us that has to exercise creativity because mm. that's its role as well so when it seems like well where on earth did that thought come from yeah i would encourage people to dismiss them as easily as we dismiss the random dream where bruce willis was my dad you know I'm you not... haven't dismissed it you've very much fixated on it for several years i'm yeah not in a not in a bad way though i just feel like it was one of them i'm just really proud of my mind for coming up with that reality i'm like wow why not entertain the idea that bruce <laughs> willis, willis is my, my dad, dad. Just in the same way you entertain the idea that Adam Driver is your husband. You know? he, he will be my third husband. Oh, in a, a really... Oh, yeah. in, a, in the future. Okay. I mean, <laughs> I'm feeling slightly threatened now. <laughs> do, you have a, do you have a time frame for this future? No, no, you, no. Just at just some, at some point. point just at some he point. doesn't know it yet. No. But I know people that know him. Talking of things that might be played in court. <laughs> <laughs> the fact that I know people that know him. I am one Kevin Bacon away from Adam Driver. Okay. Oh, what you mean the Kevin Bacon, the degrees of separation? The degrees, yeah. How many degrees of separation are we away from Kevin Bacon? We figured out I am two, and then you are three, because I know yes. someone who knows someone who's worked with him. Kevin Bacon or Adam Driver? Well, both. But Kevin Bacon in this particular scenario. So have a think today. How many degrees of separation are you away from Kevin? Well, Bacon? okay. So explain your degrees of separation so people know what the hell you're talking about. <laughs> um, my friend Val. Hello Val. Hello Val. She won't be listening to this. My friend Val. You always say this. As far as you're concerned, we're just talking to ourselves in a void. I, do you know what? I, I, I very much feel that way. I feel like we're in the void, like in low-key, and we're just talking. Well, you clearly don't check our listener stats as much as I do. <laughs> but my friend, my friend Val, she uh, works in Hollywood, and she works on films, and she worked on... A Clang, name-dropping. I'm, I'm happy she <laughs> And she, she actually uh, was the executive producer of Eddie the Eagle, which had um, Hugh Jackman and Taron in it. Remember, you nearly got in trouble for taking photos of the screen in I the did, cinema when, when, it had her name when on her name it. came up. Yeah. <laughs> um, and she's worked with 
Didn't we work it out? She's well, A, she's got a picture of Adam Driver because I saw she had a picture of Adam Driver and it freaked me out. <laughs> um, so I know she knows Adam Driver, but yeah, um, so you're right there. There, but yeah, and then hasn't she worked with someone who's worked with, with Kevin Bacon? Has Hugh Jackman worked with Kevin Bacon? Wait a minute. Oh, now we did work this out, so I feel like we should know it. I think it was something to do with she's worked with Matthew Vaughan. Yes, and Matthew Vaughan's worked with Kevin Bacon. Possibly. Anyway. Yes, he has, because he did the X-Men film, the first class film, and Kevin Bacon was the villain in that one. There, there you go. There we go. So there's me, oh, and then my friend that. Val, and then she's worked with Matthew Vaughan, and then Kevin Bacon. So, so I you're am, not that far away. I'm four degrees from Kevin Bacon. Nice. How far are so you? So you are five degrees from Kevin Bacon. Well, I know Val as well. Yeah. Just Val. not as well as you. <laughs> so yeah, have a think. How many degrees would you be from Kevin Bacon? I think they worked out, didn't they, that everyone in show business pretty much is, is within seven... Degrees of yeah, Kevin Bacon. Yeah, seven degrees of separation. Yeah. Anyway. <laughs> anyway. How did we get onto that subject then? Um, but yeah, the point I know what's going to be in the description for this podcast. Yeah. Like why Brit doesn't want to hold babies and Kevin Bacon. <laughs> <laughs> or why Brit doesn't want to hold babies or Kevin Bacon. Um, <laughs> anyway, so creativity, yeah? Yeah. So there's, there's a bit of... A, so there was... Um, I was reading something. Hmm. I was going to say in a science journal. It wasn't. It was on Facebook. It was an article that came up. <laughs> Um, but it was scientists now, mm. there's a certain uh, study that's occurred um, and there's some scientists that are saying, because you know why we dream is still largely oh, a mystery. No. Yeah. Um, and one scientist has postulated the theory that it is our mind exercising and practicing mm. distinguishing between the real and the fantastical. So I'm that not we, sure I buy that. I'm probably praising it incorrectly in terms of I'm summarising it unjustly and being a bit reductive here. Yeah, but yeah. I feel like it makes sense to me, right? Oh. Because this is what I'm talking about with intrusive thoughts. Yes. Is there's a bit of us that has to conceptualise the possible pitfalls to avoid them. Yeah. And it may be based on things we've seen or things yeah. we've learned. This is why, you know, when... Uh, so if if a child runs to the edge of a of you know Hastings Pier, mm. you might scream and shout and say, "Come away!" because they haven't learned yet not to just fall off the edge of it. Yeah. <laughs> Whereas as I an mean, adult, if I if I sort of casually walk towards it, you probably wouldn't get well. You might get panicked if it was me. Actually, I'm quite clumsy. <laughs> but you know, what I mean, an adult, we wouldn't be saying, "Oh no, they're going to fall off the edge," because we know they've probably already worked out not to. Yeah. 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 But there's a lot of scenarios where our mind is just constantly formulating theories and strategies and things like that mm. and the reason they come forward is because certain thoughts are flagged up as important right okay you know? so so they 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 flag up as important in in the same way that um we have an electric hob we don't mm. have a fire hob we have an electric hob um and when that goes red obviously when i turn it on yes nearly every time there will be a part of me that goes oh don't put your hand on that like, yeah, yeah. I wasn't going to. <laughs> <You're>, <laughs> I, I'm entertained by this conversation you're having in the kitchen with yourself. <laughs> I don't think you quite grasp how much I talk to myself. Yeah, but you have that that audible voice, don't you? And that... I don't understand. Oh, so I was. Oh, hang oh, on, oh, I, was oh, <laughs> I was thinking about this this morning. So Tim and I, um, our house is is upside down. Like it's things. You know, the living room's upstairs. The Kitchen's downstairs. It, it's, it's not literally rooms downstairs. turned upside down. No, it's just like it's just very different. Anyway, and it's it's uh, this is not a brag, but it's it's quite big in space. 
uh, our house. Mm -hmm. And as it's, a result... fair amount of floor space, yeah. Fair amount of floor space. And as a result, uh, if one of us is upstairs and the other one is downstairs, we tend to just text each other because <laughs> it's easier. Um, and you messaged me earlier, uh, like, just a comment about the podcast. We were talking about the podcast. We were actually mm. talking about Bo Burnham um, mm. and his uh, special on Netflix, which we may well be talking about in the future. Mm. Uh, it's called Inside, by the way, if you haven't seen it. Highly recommend it. Go watch yeah. it now, actually. Go watch it now when this we finish this podcast. Yeah, go and watch Bo Burnham's Inside on Netflix. And then, because we're probably going to do next week's podcast on it. Yeah, because then yeah. you'll know. So yeah. go go watch that. Listen to the rest of this podcast first. Then go <laughs> listen to Bo Burnham. And then by the time you've done that, listen to next week's. Anyway, yeah. you messaged me. And I realised I read your messages in your voice in my head. Ah, yeah. Okay. And, and then I thought, huh. And then I was thinking about a message our friend, yeah, my friend Kira um, messaged me. But in, and this is why it's funny. And this is why I brought it up. Because... Kira, we may have mentioned her before, she's Irish, right? She's of <laughs> Irish descent. Now, in my mind, she has a much thicker Irish accent. And then people listen, she's like, she's not Irish, she doesn't have an Irish accent. But to me, she sounds like a little leprechaun at the end of the rainbow. Like, she's very, very Irish. So I read her messages to me in a very Irish accent. You're, you're imagining her <laughs> sitting there with her Irish voice, casually cradling her spare potato in her arms. But did we say we weren't going to be racist in this podcast? To be fair, she does have a spare potato, so it's not offensive in any yeah, way. she has an emergency potato. Emergency potato. So, but I read hers in that voice. Uh, my, my friend Gemma messages, I read them in hers. My friend Dam, I, I, yeah, yeah. I read everyone's messages in their voice. Now, here's where I think it's funny, because I can't hear their voice saying those things. I don't know how their voice necessarily would say those things. Yes. It's just what my mind is Yeah, what you imagine, yeah, the, the version of them you have in their head that says it. Yes. Yeah. But you in don't. Head, but you don't have an audible. No, I don't. No. I don't. And this is the funny thing. So this this freaked us out when we read this in some way <laughs> that like half the population have a voice they hear. So it might be their like a, voice, like a narration, not like yeah. a voice telling them to go and yeah. Kill but what well, I said it's, it's an, almost like an audible monologue, almost like you know Morgan yes. Freeman in the Shawshank Redemption yes. or that Penguin film that he did. Um, and it's and it's so we we sort of hear it talking. We we make words and sentences. Mine to is ourselves. Christopher Walken. <laughs> <laughs> that would be a really cool voice to have. <laughs> anyway, and but the half population don't. Mm. They just have thoughts. And the funny thing is, the two halves find it weird yeah. what the other half are doing. I cannot believe that you can't. Like for me, there is a constant, a constant monologue going on in my head. And to me, then, if you don't have it. Like what? What's going on in there? Because mm. it feels like it would just be tumbleweeds and emptiness. It's it's not. I assure you, <laughs> <laughs> it's quite the opposite at times. Um, Let us know. Do you have um, an internal monologue? Oh, you, we should definitely do a poll on this. Yeah. Do you have an internal monologue or don't you? Because yeah. I massively do, and you don't. And I find it strange that you don't, because you used to be a musician. Yeah. So I kind of hear things. I don't know. I yeah. Like, so. The, so to, to kind of elaborate on this, I do an exercise with all of my clients just to find out how their mind works best, where I get them to imagine certain things and imagine seeing something, imagine hearing something, imagine feeling something and find out what's real, what's, what's presenting itself almost as real. So mm. some people like you, mm -hmm. I think, you'll close your eyes and imagine something and you'll see pictures of the things you're imagining. Yeah, yeah. I don't see them as in like... Like, I can see your arcade machine yeah, yeah. sitting across from me. Like, I can't... Beautiful, isn't it? <laughs> I can't see it like that. Mm. But I see... i tell you how it is for me. You know how when you look at um, negatives of old films? Yeah. 
it's sort of like that. A bit more colourised, yeah, but not I get you. quite... You yeah. know? Yeah, yeah, almost like a shadow of, of the image. Yeah, yeah, yeah I get you. Yeah. Whereas when I close my eyes and imagine something, I see the backs of my eyelids. That's it. My <laughs> mind says, of course you can't see anything, Tim. Your eyes are closed. Um, but that's <laughs> probably... seeing it, though. It's about seeing it, you know? Man. <laughs> <laughs> I don't expect you to understand because you are incredibly square. And... <laughs> square? Uh, uh, wow. <laughs> wow. Um, yeah, maybe I am a bit, to be fair. Let's own it. I don't care. Um, but the the thing is, so the closest I get, in fact, is mm. occasionally if I'm imagining like music playing. You can hear songs though, can't you? I can't hear it like you think. No, but you sing along in your head. This is yeah, like but I don't that's understand. because there's no sound there. If I don't, you I, know what I mean. I'm, I don't get it. I don't understand. Uh, it's, it's very, I mean, I, I imagine there's people listening to this who would argue the point we're making here that some people visualise, some people don't, some mm. people hear, some people, because they would argue we're all doing it, we're just either aware of it or we're not, you know. Right. But for me, the importance of this is if I'm in front of somebody who's saying, yeah, when I close my eyes and imagine it, I could see it yes. before my eyes, they're doing something different to the person that says, no, it's just black, I can't see anything. Mm. You know, I can, I can imagine it, mm. but I can't see it, you know, so... If you were to say, close your eyes and imagine that you're sitting on a beach, yeah, I can't see the beach in my mind's eye, but I can imagine that if I now opened my eyes, I would see the beach, mm. yeah, almost to the degree where it slightly surprises me when it's not there, yeah. So but... I, can, I can see it, but I can't see it, see it. Yeah. Oh, uh, this a picture of you at the moment with your eyes closed, <laughs> drifting off to the beach. I'm just, I'm just closing my eyes. And do you know the first beach that came to my mind? The beach in Fuerteventura where I proposed to you? Oh, no. Oh, that would have been much more romantic. That would have been romantic, wouldn't it? But, but no, and not okay. even the beach we got married on. Um, oh, but wow. the, the beach in Benidorm. The Benidorm beach? I'll tell you why. Because there was like a big rock thing in the distance. Oh, yes. Yeah, so and that's you the first a... thing I could see. You know, we went out to it. We got yeah, on a boat we and we went out to it. Those scary birds. And it was so hot. My God, it was hot. Yeah. It was very hot. But that's, yeah, that's the thing. That's the so here's thing the thing, right? We're, we're thinking about being on the beach at Benidorm. Mm. Of all the beaches we've been I on, know, that's the one you've chosen. Um, but there's going to be certain people, when they imagine being on the beach, they will start to feel the warmth of the sun on them. They will start to experience the sensory attachments to that place. Well, I'm, not, I'm not mental. <laughs> <laughs> wow. <laughs> Which is just an amazing thing to say on a mental health podcast. Because I am. <laughs> <laughs> Any, I think, yeah, this is maybe not the time to be lighthearted about it. I don't know. No, yeah. um, but well, you know I mean? if now's not the time, then when is the time? Then exactly, when is exactly? But the point I'm the point I'm saying here is that we all have a slightly unique way of imagining things and the way our mind works. Yes, and the danger here. Mm. Is that we say, oh, the way my mind works is mental. It's, there's something wrong yeah, with it. And yeah. those intrusive thoughts we're talking about very much present themselves as, as the, I don't know, insanity or the madness. You know, that why on earth would I be thinking these things unless there was something wrong with me? Mm. Yeah. And that's the danger here. The thing that what I've noticed, the common theme of all of our podcast episodes, and the thing that I will say now to mm. everybody listening, is I hate to break it to you guys. But you're completely normal. <laughs> like everything you're thinking and everything you're feeling that you think makes you broken mm. or different in a bad way yeah. or however you want to frame it in, in a negative light to yourself. Oh, I wish I was like this instead, blah, yeah, blah, blah. Yeah, yeah. Everyone is thinking the same thing. Yeah. Everyone is feeling the same way, just in different variations of it. Let's imagine, right, that everything that's going on with us, we were unable to judge ourselves for it yeah or we were unable to 
ponder it or try and explain it or place any meaning on it. We just allowed our thoughts to be our thoughts. Can you imagine how empty my practice would be? I would I would have nobody coming to see me because we hadn't managed to judge ourselves harshly enough to think mm. there was something wrong with us. You know, I always say about if I could click my fingers and something would change, it would be that people wouldn't beat themselves up. But really, I suppose, if I was going to do something that was super effective and, and I did have the Infinity Gauntlet and I could click my fingers and change some eight Marvel reference. Nice. You know, um, it would be that when we have thoughts, we realise they're just thoughts and they don't mean anything about us. Yeah, they don't, they don't, they don't put us in the category of unwell. No. Um, because... Most of the time, the thing that I'm dealing with with clients is not the thoughts they're having, it's how they feel about the thoughts they're having. Absolutely. Uh, and this is why I think, for me, the most important, you know, in air quotes, mental health message to get out there mm. is that what your mind is doing isn't a sign of ill health. A lot of the time, it's a sign of perfectly good functioning brain work. Yeah. All that's happened is it started to perceive something as more important than it needed to. Mm. You know, things like anxiety, things like depression. Yeah. It comes from fixating on a certain thought on a certain trajectory uh, emotionally mm. and then really sort of overanalyzing that. Also, you know? what we do as humans is we put too much bloody thought and emphasis on the tiny things. Like, we yeah. know that animals dream. We right. know that dogs dream, really. Like, we, well, we're pretty sure, based on their, their brain function when they're mm. asleep and the motor movements that they're making, we're pretty sure that they're dreaming. Do you mean when dogs are laying there on the, on the and rug? They're the and running. they're running. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. This is it. Like, a dog's not going to wake up and be like, oh, my God, why was I dreaming about running on a beach? What could that possibly mean? A dog's just getting on with his life. Yeah, yeah. Just be more dog, like I suppose. The dog's like, where's that beach gone now? Yeah. Why am I in this room suddenly? <laughs> but you know what I mean? It's We put too much... Yeah. pressure on it meaning anything yeah. you know and nine times out of ten that's that's the, the main issue so like very recently if you're listening to this in the future you might have to go back a bit but very recently I did like a boudoir shoot and, and I've posted a picture of my social media of me in my underwear um and I had a lot of people say oh I'd love to do this but, but I'm so worried about what other people may think and it's like mm. so you're you're not doing a thing because you're worried about a hypothetical situation that you have no control over mm. and that's what this feels like the, the mm. intrusive thoughts it's like if it's going to come into your mind, it's going to come to your mind. Yeah. There's yeah. not a lot you can do and this about is a, it. That's the fear, isn't it? You've, you put your finger on it there, losing control yes. of some aspect of what's going on with us. We yes. like to be in control of our existence and our trajectory. Absolutely. And when we suddenly think things that we don't agree with or we don't think should be there, mm. it feels like we're losing control. Yes. Yeah. The, the way we deal with this, and we should probably come on to this mm. here, um, is... Well, you know, actually, before before I'm stepping ahead there, before oh. we come on to this in terms of how we deal with it, yeah. um, I think... Whenever I'm working with somebody, the best way of getting them to be able to stop fixating on it is to clear up the confusion of why it's happening. Okay. Yeah. So we've sort of we've touched upon that in terms of this is what your mind does; it's performing a task. But we haven't exactly explained. So why then is it happening to me and not to this person here? Why is it that thought rather? Yeah, yeah. Because yeah. that's the thing here. Yeah. So the reason why we might suddenly find ourselves aware of certain thoughts that have been going on in the background all our life previously and not mm. not in, sort of intruding into our awareness. It can happen if we've become concerned about what our mind is doing. Right, okay. What do you mean? Well, for example, when you went through your period of depression Mm. and you started to put quite a lot of focus on the fact that you were depressed, then you would inevitably have done a bit more analysis Mm. of your thoughts that come Mm. into your mind and what you're thinking about and what your mood is and how you feel. Yeah. Yeah. And to be fair, 
some therapies encourage that in terms of contextualizing what you're feeling. Yeah, because um, I suppose when you're in that frame of mind, I know we talk about, you know, oh, but, but we wouldn't do it, but we wouldn't do the thing that harms us. And mm. then, then sometimes yeah. we do. But this is the thing. So you would have had a, you would have had a lot of thoughts come into your head. Mm. You would have a lot of thoughts about those thoughts. Yeah. And yeah. um, all that happens is when we have a... St- so going back to our crew, you know, they've all got the memo. Can everyone pay attention mm. to these thoughts that you're just going through and you're analysing and you're then throwing away? Before you throw anything away, can you just check that it's not, you know, can you can you analyse it a bit? You, you double check it, yeah? Yeah, yeah. Uh, and what happens then is we get a lot more of these thoughts being brought forward because our mind's currently existing in a state of confusion. Right. So our crew are like, well, I know I used to just throw that away, but we seem to be paying more attention to this sort of stuff right now. So yeah, I'll, I'll yeah. take that to the captain to see what he thinks of it, you know. Mm. And and that, before you know it, you're getting more thoughts coming in, even though you're trying to push them away, you're trying to run away from them, mm. you know. And, and again, that's the danger here, is that because we're so afraid of these thoughts, we do all we can to run away from them. And, you know, our crew are going, well, no, this is obviously important because this is terrifying to you. So clearly this yes. is to be feared. Yeah, yeah. You know? So what do we do about it? Yeah. Yeah, well, it's exactly it. It's yeah. that sort of, what is it? It's like the, the cognitive loop we get caught in where we don't want to think about it because it's it's terrifying, but it's the fact that it's terrifying that makes it important to think about. Yeah, and then and then you're stuck. And yeah, you're stuck. and you just end up spiralling downwards. So, but, but this perpetual is perpetual motion. Yeah, so this is why when, when you, you read about intrusive thoughts, most articles will say people who are suffering anxiety or depression are more likely to have them, mm. simply because their mind is now in that, that kind of, um, that state, if you like, yeah. of... Let's let's look at what we're thinking about it. Well, but yeah, that's also like you know when you're when you're in a, a bad mood. <laughs> if you're in a bad mood, and you, you know the the door handle gets caught on the loop of your jeans, mm. like you're Oof. you're ready to to tear the fucking door off, you know. Yeah. But if it happens to you and you're in a good mood, you're like, oh, isn't that funny? Yeah, exactly. Yeah, <laughs> honestly, that's it. Honestly, there's so often when people are telling me things that have upset them or cause them to burst into tears. Mm. It's like, well, that's probably because right now, if we were to if this was, if we were watching the film of your life, the soundtrack would be pretty sad right now, wouldn't it? Yeah. And so when something like that happens, it's just more sorrow. If we were, if you were in a different phase of your life, the soundtrack would be quite comedic, mm. and you would laugh at that, you know. Absolutely. And, yeah, but um, the other thing as well, the the other thing that probably needs explaining, and people might be sitting there thinking, well, what about that voice that says you're worthless, you're no good, that, that puts me down all the time? Mm. You know, what about that thought? How do we explain that? You know, um, and I think again, the way we the way we understand that mm. is that there is a part of us that if we've been told or if we've got the impression that we're not good enough, yeah. then there is a bit that will remind us of that mm. to stop us putting ourselves in a situation where that, that kind of lack of value or worth will be exposed. Like protection. Yeah, it's protection. It's so literally a friend looking after you. In the same way that I will make a joke about myself yes before someone else has a chance to make it exactly you will always hear me using you know a moderate amount of uh, what's the self self-deprecation self-deprecation yeah. self-deprecating humor because then if i get in there first yeah haha your words cannot hurt me well it's like a defense mechanism isn't absolutely it? Yeah. well you know I, I do believe that um trauma <laughs> i believe trauma makes you funny you know because <laughs> well, it does that's yeah. just that's how um, i've always felt you know yeah. you find find me Find me an, oh, like a, a comedian that's had just like a, yeah. a soft life. It's, it's you yeah, know, I it just is. feel... Yeah, it's painful. Don't get me wrong, I know there are some, I absolutely know, but I do think that the humour defence mechanism yeah. is a very, very common. Yeah. Very, that's yeah. why I've got it. Yeah. That's why I'm fucking hilarious. <laughs> 
Well, also, it comes a lot, you know, a lot of times if we've been if experienced bullying, if we've experienced yes. uh, rejection and judgment, yeah. then to be able to make people laugh, if we can make people smile, we're actually fulfilling their purpose, yeah, because we're here yeah. to we're here to be happy. Yeah. So if we can give that to somebody, mm. then they will accept us, they'll stop judging us, they'll Absolutely. like us, all that sort of thing. So yeah, yeah, you know, it's um, it is it, all of this stuff, all of these thoughts, all of this putting down is to protect you. It's because that part of you, that I don't know, that crew member, if you like, is looking around your ship mm. and saying, "I don't think we can handle much." Mm. Yeah, so let's not sail into the stormy waters. But because how do we, we stop it from making us feel bad? <sighs> well, that's a, that's, I think that's a topic for a whole other podcast yeah. in terms of how do we stop that? That uh, it's all about self-esteem. First, mm. this is the cornerstone of everything that that I work with with people mm. is that. We're not, we're not anxious about the thing. We're not afraid of the thing. We're, we're anxious about our ability to cope with it. Yeah. So it all comes down to how good do I feel I am going to be at coping with the challenges today? Yes. Um, so, you know, if we don't think we're going to handle it, we might shy away from them. If we feel like, eh, you know, I might have some challenges today, but I'm sure I'll, I'll deal with them. Mm. You know, and it, all, it, it was all about how we feel about ourselves. Ironically, it is the negative voice that perpetuates <laughs> that opinion, if right. you know what I mean. If you were, I mean, I was talking to somebody about this the other day. If you had like a week mm. of no negative voice, nothing inside you putting you down, yeah. you'd probably at the end of the week feel a lot better about yourself. Mm. Because also you might get to notice that the only one who's been putting you down for the last few weeks is you. Is you, yeah. Um, and if we're free of that voice, it's almost like the bullies have given us a rest for a week. I swear to God, I have two, I have two opposing forces in my mind at all times. Mm. I have a little voice that says, your shit, just stop, why are you even trying? Mm. And I have another voice that says, you know you're the queen of everything, you're the main character, right? <laughs> and and just the two of them are just at war. That's just, yeah. that's... <laughs> they're not, look, here's the thing, they're not at war, mm. they just have a different opinion. They, but their purpose it is the same. It depends which one wins as well, like, depends, like, yeah. what time of month is. <laughs> <laughs> Actually, you shouldn't have looked. Hormonal factors mm. do play a large part in how well, mm. our outlook, if you know what I mean. Yes. Maybe that'd be another one we could do. Yeah. I don't want to do a podcast on hormones, actually. You, you want it. me to just talk for an hour about how one week a month I despise you? <laughs> well, isn't that what the podcast is? <laughs> um, anyway, have, yes. di digressing Do again. we have anything happy to leave with? <laughs> well, okay, we are nearly there. We are nearly there because um, the thing that I want to say here is there are there are ways of dealing with intrusive thoughts. Um, the first thing is to accept them, though. Mm. Accept that it's okay that you're having them. Um, we don't have to understand why they're there. We just have to realise it's okay that they are. Mm. Yeah. So it's not like don't run away from them. Don't try and push them away because that will inevitably create conflict. Yes. Yeah. Um, and as you've already pointed out, conflict in our mind is not a great thing. No. Yeah. But ultimately, all the bits of your mind that are giving you thoughts, they're only trying to protect you, keep you safe, steer you towards happiness. Mm -hmm. There's just a lot of things going on up there. Yeah. You know. And sometimes some of them spill out onto the captain's desk, you know, and then suddenly we're looking at them, you know. Yeah. Uh, that's okay, yeah. And the way I like to think is the best way of dealing with them anyway is to be okay at acknowledging them. Yeah. Yeah, to say, well, that's that was a weird thought, but yeah. anyway, moving on, yeah. you know, that kind of thing. Because yeah. if you can, when the crew show you something, if you can give the complete impression that that doesn't matter, Yes. Then they might not show you it next time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because that's already been dismissed as unnecessary and nothing to be afraid of mm. and nothing to be concerned about. Mm. Yeah, you, you don't find many things coming into your conscious awareness that you're just unconcerned about. No. Yeah. 
It's because like when, it thinks everything it brings to you is important. Exactly. The, the things we fixate on are not the stuff that we don't really have any opinion or couldn't give a shit about. They're the things that, that are important to us in some way. Mm-hmm. So by acknowledging that thought as it's okay, it's there, yes. doesn't mean anything, then then we can allow that crew member to you know file that in the bin <laughs> and, uh, <laughs> and we can get on with living a happy, enjoyable life. Yeah. You know? So that, that's, the, that's what I would be doing is uh, when we have those thoughts, just acknowledge them. It's okay to have them. Yes. But the good news is the fact that we've recognized, well, that's not going to turn into an action. No, they're just thoughts. Yeah. And that's, that's where I want to finish, actually. Yeah. Because my fr- you know our friend Howard Cooper? I do know uh, Rubik's Cube. Oh. <laughs> oh so, yeah, you know him as my Rubik's Cube adversary who's beaten me the last two times we've, we've had a Rubik's Cube off. And I don't want to dwell on that. We're talking about trauma. I don't want to dwell on that yet. Um, but he's, he's another change worker. He's an, he, he bills himself as an agent of change, which I know you find hilarious. <laughs> Genuinely a line in one of the Boy Burnham songs. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, but he's like, he's a hypnotherapist. Yeah, 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 yeah. But he's a great guy. He's anyway. nice, he's very nice Follow guy. him on TikTok because he's, I think it's at Rapid Change Works. Works, yeah. Yeah. Um, but he, he does does good videos yeah. on there. Um, but anyway, he always says that they're just thoughts. Mm. And if we can just say, look, these are just thoughts, and thoughts can't harm us. No. Yeah, it's only our reaction. It's down to, to us. Yeah, yeah. exactly. There's, there's, no, there's no energy to that thought unless we give it energy. Do you absolutely, know what I mean? yeah, um, absolutely. When we can just say, well, that's just a thought. Now, I want to say you'll find yourself having a lot less of them. But then, of course, it gives the impression that we need to get rid of them. Yeah, yeah, so there's yeah, this yeah. paradox going on, yeah? Yeah. Just, just don't think about it. Just, <laughs> just, just don't think about it. Yeah, so, well, it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. But well, this is the thing. We don't want them there because it's not nice to have intrusive thoughts. And no. they're never going to be like, oh, another intrusive thought. Love it. You know, it's, <laughs> it's never going to be like that. But they don't have to mean anything. No. Yeah. You don't have to put pressure on yourself thinking and overanalyzing yeah. what, they could, what they could possibly mean. It's one of those changes that are best experienced when you don't notice it. Yeah. If you know what I mean. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So it's like we, we have less of the thoughts, but we don't realise we are because we're not experiencing them anymore. Hmm. You know? Yes. Yeah. That does make sense. That's good. I'm glad that it does. Because I thought of a minute, for a minute I was talking absolute nonsense. <laughs> well, it's kind of why we started this podcast, isn't it? It kind of is. <laughs> what a perfect place to end. <laughs> well, thank you very much for listening, guys. I really do hope that has shed some light on intrusive thoughts um, and just given you just a clue that, you know, as I said, unfortunately, you're completely normal. <laughs> I hate to break it to you, but everything will be okay. Um, oh. So come find us on social media. You can find me at Brit Marie Box. I forgot my name then. At Brit Marie Box on <laughs> Instagram. And you can find Tim at Tim Box Mind Coach. Tim also has a really great YouTube channel that I highly recommend that you subscribe to. And he's even got Down With The Kids and he's on TikTok as well. So you can find him on all oh. kinds of social media. The saddest 48-year-old man in the world. <laughs> but I'm just on the Instagram. So you can find me there. Um, please do let us know if you're listening to the podcast, if you're enjoying listening to the podcast, where you are and what you're doing when you're listening. I know some people listen to this when they're on a walk some people listen to this when they're cleaning like whatever you're doing let us know because I really really do find it interesting Um, so yeah until next time keep thinking outside the box Bye. bye